Hi everyone, welcome back to season three of the On The Brink podcast. I am so excited to be back for a third season. To be honest, I really didn't know if I was going to see this through all the way to a season three, but here we are. Um, I believe this is episode 25, which is so crazy, and I just want to start off by really thanking all my listeners, especially the ones who have stuck with me through all three seasons. You do not know how much I appreciate it. It really means a lot to me, so thank you. And here we are, season three. So this episode is just me, and I do an episode about once a season, just myself, And maybe it's not everyone's favorite thing, but I like doing one episode just by myself. And especially for season three, um, this episode is really a recap of 2020. And I know I've talked a lot about 2020 in my podcast episodes before. I mean, you can't really avoid topics like the pandemic, the election, things like that. So most of these topics have already been covered one way or another, but... I kind of want to go through and just share my thoughts about the year as a whole and just kind of also give you guys a sneak peek of what's to come in season three and some of my guests, which I'm really excited for. I mean, I'm always excited for my new seasons and for all my guests, but season three in particular, there's like a new revitalized kind of energy that I have and I'm just really thrilled to be podcasting again. So here we go. So first of all, um, I don't really need to say too much about the pandemic, but it was kind of all of 2020, at least like March onwards, right? So it changed life as we knew it. And I kind of also want to use this episode as an archive for the future, like for history, because I think podcasting is such an interesting thing where these episodes are going to live on forever. I mean, people might not listen to them forever, but these will live on in on the internet uh, in history. So I kind of want to share these things so that one day when I am listening back to On the Brink, when I'm long done podcasting one day maybe, and I listen back and we can kind of reflect on, on the year 2020. So um, we're just going to do a little bit of a reflection here. So first of all, the pandemic changed life as we all knew it. I don't think it has been an easy year for anyone. And I just want to say that I really feel for everyone that has lost a loved one or knows someone that has gone through COVID or has gone through it themselves. I have friends that had it. I have family members and coworkers who have died. I know people personally. And that's something that I think has changed my perspective on just a lot of things. But I think, you know, at first people weren't so sure if the pandemic was going to last that long. I think we were all hopeful that it would be, you know, maybe a few weeks and be done. But little did we know, here we are, like, what, 10 months later, something crazy like that. I mean, we're going on a year and it's not going anywhere so far. But the good news is that we do have several vaccines that have been approved And healthcare workers have begun to be vaccinated, as well as people in nursing homes. And I'm just excited for that to continue because the sooner that I can get that shot in my arm, the sooner that everyone's life can go back to normal. So I'm personally very excited for that. I think everyone should 
you know, get the vaccine. I don't think anyone should be hesitant about that. I read a lot of information from the scientists and the people that created the vaccine about its safety, and I personally feel fine about it. Granted, you know, every individual needs to do their research and make sure that they're not going to have some sort of allergic reaction, but other than that, it really seems like a good vaccine. So I'm excited. Um, In terms of the pandemic otherwise, um, I think we all can say that it didn't have to be so bad in the United States. I think Trump completely mishandled the pandemic. I'm not like 100% blaming him for the way that things are because I think people are going to be irresponsible regardless of, of the guidelines, but the fact that he didn't ever put a mask mandate in place or enforce any sort of guidelines you know, for the safety and health of everyone, it's just so infuriating. And, and like personally, you all know I don't like Trump, so it did not help for me um, when he completely mishandled the pandemic. And, you know, we've seen other countries, cough, cough, New Zealand, be, you know, living their lives again. And that's crazy. I would love to be in New Zealand right now, but unfortunately, I'm not going to get up and move to New Zealand. Like I know some people have, but uh, I'm not that fortunate. I can't go and get a job in New Zealand. Uh, other than that, we all got a $1,200 check from the government, and then we got a $600 check, or are about to get that, and, you know, as great as that was, and, like, that was helpful, I'm never gonna turn down money, I think that we all need a little bit more than a one-time stimulus check, or a two-time stimulus check, like, you know, the government needed to step up, and I think, for me, it's pretty personal, because the work that I was doing, I was working at a music venue, they were not able to survive through the pandemic because of the lack of resources from the government. So that's pretty upsetting, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, and besides, you know, the money portion and the the economy not doing so hot anymore, um, we had hospitals become overrun, then they got a little bit better, and then multiple waves have happened since then and as of the end of 2020 the pandemic is still a mess and only getting worse and i really worry about this holiday surge from christmas and new year's because i've seen quite a few people be pretty irresponsible um seeing family and friends and and whatnot and i'm not trying to call anyone out i'm not trying to cause any drama on this podcast but it kind of is what it is so hopefully the hospitals are not quite as overrun although in California, for example, if you're in Southern California, it's a really, really bad situation there where they don't have any ICU beds available, which is so wild and awful. And I hope that everyone there can get treated somehow. I don't really know how that works. So, you know, fingers crossed that things start to improve and they can at least get the vaccine very soon. Uh, Besides the pandemic, because I don't want to spend this whole time talking about Uh, COVID, is that we saw a huge social justice movement in America, and and I think was a long time coming and really needed to happen, and that was the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I am very pro-Black Lives Matter, for anyone that is wondering. I'm not afraid to say that, and I think that it was, like I said, a very necessary movement in history in the United States, and I, but I do think that there's a lot of division in the U.S. I mean, we obviously know that it's very divided, a very divided country. 
And so we saw that, especially when you had the very peaceful protesters for Black Lives Matter, but then you had that, um, you know, next to the looting that was happening. And the looting was very separate from the, the BLM people. But of course, you know, the media is going to pick it up and, and kind of lump them all together, or they're not sure who is who. And it, I guess it's understandable, but I think that we have seen that the Black Lives Matter movement was very, very peaceful overall. And the looting was a separate, you know, a separate thing. And so that just caused a lot of division. And it, it's just a very tumultuous time in history generally. But out of that whole couple months, and honestly, the movement's not done, right? I mean, it, we're done with the major protesting happening every day. But I think that there's a lot more work to be done and we should never be complacent especially when we're white and we have that privilege so a lot of things that I've learned personally is that um, I really needed to go and educate myself a little bit further on um, the disparities between black people and white people to be honest and I read a lot of books um, the first book that I read was white fragility and that was pretty eye-opening and then I also read the book how to be an anti-racist and again, really, really eye-opening. Another book that I read that is sort of related and sort of not is the book Just Mercy, and that's by Brian Stevenson. Just Mercy is really about the disparities of black people becoming incarcerated at a crazy, crazy, unfair, unjust rate in the United States. And Brian Stevenson goes through in history how that has changed over time and how it's gotten worse, actually. And, you know, just on December 10th, Brandon Bernard was executed. And he was, like, the youngest... Like, when he was um, convicted, he was the youngest. I think he was, like, 17 or 18, convicted to the death penalty. And, you know, a lot of high-profile people tried to stop that execution. And, unfortunately, because Trump didn't want to step in at the last minute and he actually chose to go through with all these executions not just Brandon's but they've been executing all sorts of people um at a really really crazy fast rate but anyways um they were unable to stop Brandon's execution in particular and it's just it's not surprising that you know the Trump administration would pursue this and that this would be happening but it's very unfortunate and I think that you know Brandon Bernard had he said he was sorry he felt bad but the crime happened so long ago and he's been sitting in jail and honestly it it just it was so wrong and unnecessary and I'm against the death penalty so you know that's my own personal view on it but Luckily, I think that Biden does not support the death penalty, and I'm excited to see if he will change um, what's been going on for his next four years. And one thing that I would like to say is just if you claim that you are pro-life, you cannot really in good conscience support the death penalty because if all life matters to you, then, you know, criminals should also matter. And maybe we need to do something about... Uh, fixing the system. Maybe it's the system that's broken. Actually, it is the system that's broken, and we really need to find a way to, you know, get people help instead of incarcerating them. But anyway, that's a long tangent for my own personal 
views on this, but Just Mercy, highly recommend. Really, really great book. And same with White Fragility and How to Be an Anti-Racist. And I think overall, everyone's individual efforts did make a difference. But like I said, it's an ongoing movement. And I think we need to not be complacent and not use our white privilege and just sit around. I think we actually need to do something about it. So that's my own personal goal for 2021 and was Part of my goals for 2020, um, once the movement really got going, was to um, not sit around and, and watch it happen. Unfortunately, I didn't get to protest. I mean, I would have, but at the time when all the big protests were happening, I was in the midst of traveling back to Massachusetts, and I didn't. I felt like it was a little irresponsible to be trying to quarantine and also going out to a protest. So I instead, you know, read books, donated money, did my part, but no shame in whatever you choose to do, but maybe choose to do something instead of nothing. That's my own two cents. So moving on, um, we saw an election happen in 2020. It was a wild election. I mean, what has not been wild in 2020? What has been normal? Pretty much nothing. So it's no surprise that the 2020 election was a nail biter and in the worst possible way. Thankfully, Biden did win. And I am a supporter of Biden. I would have preferred for the two candidates to not have been old white men, but this is what we have. Um, and I think there was a lesser of two evils. And I don't even like saying that. I think that Biden was you know, way, 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 way better and more qualified and a better person as a, just as a person. But um, hopefully in the future we can get some younger candidates out there and, and really push for, for some reform because... It's just not going to happen with these old white men. But I am a Biden supporter. And, you know, Trump is still claiming fraud from the mail-in ballots. He's still claiming fraud from just anywhere that he can find fraud that doesn't exist. And it's all very unsubstantiated, but here we are. Luckily, the Electoral College will vote for Biden. Um, They did vote for Biden. And there should be nothing left to argue, though... There are, you know, coalitions of Republicans trying to come together and fight this, and that's just really, really absolutely ridiculous. So, fingers crossed, um, Biden will, you know, take office at the end of January and things will improve. I really would like him to see, or I would really like to see him depoliticize mask wearing um, to continue appointing people of color to his cabinet. I know he already has, so that's already an improvement from Trump. Um, I would like student loans to be forgiven, maybe uh, even a little bit. That would be so nice. Um, And there's so many things. I mean, I would like him to really address the injustices against the um, black community and just against minorities, but I really, truly don't know what to expect. So expectations are low, but hope is very high, so we shall see. Some other unrelated things that happened in 2020. So towards the beginning of the pandemic, we had this moment where the news outlets were were kind of reporting that there were these murder hornets. And I think that was kind of funny at the time because it was like, well, what more could we have? Now we need these bees that could kill someone. Great. Um, Luckily, it didn't really materialize. And I think that they found the one nest that they had in Washington. So fingers crossed that the murder hornet story is is kind of over because that's the last thing that we need. Um, we also had a lot of deaths in 2020. Just a lot of celebrities died. 
So to name a few of those, we had Kobe Bryant, and that was pre-pandemic, but very sad. Um, he and his daughter. And then we had Chadwick Boseman, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Uh, Sean Connery, John Lewis, legend um, for the social justice era. We had Little Richard died, the real Little Richard, not my dad, Little Richard. Um, we had Naya Rivera, Alex Trebek, Eddie Van Halen. We really had a lot of um, big name celebrities pass away and in a lot of tragic ways. So not a good year for for that, although I guess it feels like every year a lot of celebrities die because that's a little bit inevitable. But this year just felt really, really bad. Um, personally, 2020 was really rough for me. Um, my jobs were all significantly reduced or they don't exist anymore. The music industry, which I work for, took a really big hit and I don't think it's going to recover for quite some time. Many venues are shutting down forever, including the one that I work for or did. Um, just a really, really tough year. I, I know not just in the arts. I know it's tough for everyone and I tend to to talk about the arts a lot just because that's my own personal um, work. But I know that so many people are struggling, so I, I feel you if you're out there and you're struggling. Um, I ended up transitioning to teaching a lot more voice lessons, so I have a studio of 10, all on Zoom, of course, and that's more students than I've ever had on top of my other jobs, like I sing at a church, and I was still working for the venue, obviously, and so, and I also do chorus coaching. So between all of those things being reduced, I was still left with enough work and I also you know gained some students so that was really nice I have to say I did not enjoy teaching when I taught in my undergrad but I have really come to like teaching more and it's given me an outlet to talk to my students talk to people um, even though it's not face-to-face -face and virtual does feel you know a lot different but I am lucky to have that interaction with people throughout my day throughout my week even even though it was not my favorite thing and I didn't really anticipate doing it, I have the skill set to do it and I have really come to enjoy it. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that and I'm really looking forward to the day that I can teach in person again because teaching a voice lesson on Zoom is just really tricky and like sound quality is not always very good. So there's a lot of reasons why it's it's pretty difficult. But again, I'm really lucky, cannot complain. So 2020 allowed me to explore some new creative outlets. Obviously, I started this podcast, finally. I ended up reading more books than I've ever read in my life. I aimed for about a book a week, and through the summer, I actually, I did that. And I reconnected with friends and family more often than I ever have on, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, Snapchat even, just finding ways to connect. And I think that it's been especially stressful, the pandemic, um because I'm an extrovert and I really, really thrive on personal face-to-face -face interactions and I just have not gotten that in the pandemic. And I live in Massachusetts and I've been away from my family since I got back from Chicago back in, gosh, was that June? Yeah, so it's been a, a tough time being out here and a lot of my friends have moved away and you know, in our house, in our apartment in Massachusetts, we're really trying to limit our contacts with other people so and we've been good about it because we really take this seriously but it's hard it's very hard as an extrovert and I don't want to 
make it sound like it is uh, easier than than I'm making it sound because it really, really has been tough. And I'm so excited for things to, you know, start getting back to normal, even though I know it's still going to be quite some time. I'm excited for 2021 to at least have some improvements eventually. So even though I know it's going to go on for some time, I am going to try to be patient and just kind of ride out these next few months. I think the the next few months of winter are going to be tough because we're stuck inside still. But I'm looking forward to the spring and summer when, you know, maybe more people will be vaccinated and then we can start, you know, meeting up with more people again and having normal life in a sense. It would be nice to go out and have brunch again or something. I, I am okay with not going into indoor dining. I would rather not do that right now, but it is something that I kind of miss and and I talk about with that with friends sometimes about how it would just be nice to like go grab a drink at the bar or just go have brunch at a restaurant. Like just simple pleasures that we kind of took for granted in 2020 or took for granted before that. And then we realized in 2020. But another thing that has happened is Zoom has just taken over the world, taken over my life. And I pretty much have everything on Zoom. I just sit in front of a screen. I have Zoom meetings, Zoom lessons, Zoom hangouts, virtual drinks, dates. Uh, Zoom has just become the go-to for just about everything. And I'm a little sick of Zoom. So one day when we don't have everything on Zoom again, I will be so content to never go back on Zoom or very rarely. Um, Though I do think, I will say that I think that a lot of things that have, um, that have changed in the pandemic, I think that they will stick around. So I think that businesses will continue using Zoom and I think that places will still use it even when you can be in person because it's a valuable tool when you live far away from someone or when if someone is working from home, if they're sick, but like still can work from home. There's so many reasons that um, Zoom would still be really useful. So I do think that things are going to stick around. I don't think it's going to ever go back to like 100% normal, but a little bit more normalcy I would gladly take. So some valuable lessons that 2020 has taught me personally that I'd like to go through is that number one, don't take anything for granted. That's my number one lesson. I think that, um, you know, everything is a blessing. We don't really know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And again, I know people that have died from the pandemic. I know people that have been very sick from it. It just puts everything into perspective, right? So just go for it. This is my other advice. Try that new thing that you've wanted to do. Just do it. I mean, don't wait around for the right time because obviously we know when, you ha- when you're given a lot of free time, you might not do that thing that you thought you would do, if that makes sense. So just go for it. If you want to try a new hobby or, um, I don't know, that's what comes to mind when I think of that. But like when I was thinking about doing my podcast for the longest time, I kind of put it off and put it off and thought, well, no one's going to listen. I shouldn't do it. And then the pandemic hit and I was, you know, left with a lot of free time. So I was like, well, it's now or never, right? Like if, if I have a lot of time right now, then I might as well take that opportunity. Now, you know, the pandemic has been stressful, so there's plenty of reasons to not be able to do those things. But in general, I think now's the time to just 
just do that. Don't work for don't wait for perfect timing. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as perfect timing. And also I've learned that being young and healthy is a big blessing. Um, we don't get to forget about those who are not, but we need to really, really take advantage of the fact if we are young and healthy, take advantage of that and be grateful for that because other people are, you know, really, really isolated right now. Maybe the those who are immunocompromised or elderly especially, they really can't be going out. They can't be taking any risks at all. So us young people, maybe we need to think about that, how lucky we are, and maybe sacrifice a few things, you know, for the good of others. And I think that uh, going off of that, being in our 20s is hard, okay, because we do want to go out. We want to see our friends. We want to have our fun lives back, right? We we don't want to be stuck inside. So that's why 2020 was so hard for those young people. And it's hard for everyone, right? Everyone has their own reason why 2020 was difficult. And we don't need to say that someone had a more difficult time than others. I mean, the, sure, some people probably did if if they died or if someone they knew died. Yeah, like, obviously, that's that's worse. But if we're all still here and we're all still healthy and fine, but we had a hard time, we don't need to be comparing each other's hard times, right? It's okay to feel like it was hard and to feel like we sacrificed a lot. Now, if you did sacrifice, like I, I know I did, Thank you. I want to thank you because it, it wasn't easy, right? And if you didn't sacrifice, there's still time to do better in 2021. There's still plenty of work to be done and there's still a lot of social distancing and masking and all of that uh, until the vaccine is really widely distributed. We really, really, really need to care for other people. I just want to say the mask debate is so stupid. It's so out of control. It's just ridiculous. We could all use some more empathy. We could use some more compassion. We are so incredibly self-absorbed in the United States, and I hate that so much. I hate knowing that these people are out there who just are so in their own world that they don't care if other people die around them or even if their family members or friends die. And that's just sad. I'm sorry, but that is very sad. And I think the hypocrisy that has come out of this that we can all see is so rampant. And I never thought that it would it would be this bad. I didn't think it existed in this in this form. But we get to see firsthand. I personally get to see firsthand in one of my jobs this hypocrisy. And I'm not gonna go into it too much because um, I I want to keep things private. But I. I'm always blown away by people that don't really, they either don't think the pandemic is real, they don't think it's that bad, they don't think they're going to be affected, or they really just don't care about other people. I mean, there's so many different awful things, and and I think it's just ridiculous because it's a very small sacrifice to wear a mask when you go out in public or to see fewer people, you know, it's not a huge um, it's not the biggest sacrifice you can make. There's certainly bigger sacrifices. And I think that it's sad, too, because we shouldn't really need a pandemic to affect someone personally for it to um, make a difference. Like, you shouldn't only care because it affected you personally. But I think that's been the case. Like, someone will say that the pandemic is not that bad, but then their, um, let's say their spouse dies from it. And 
then they start to think, oh my gosh, it's it's actually real, it's actually horrible, and then they change their ways. But you know what? It really shouldn't take that. We should see everyone around us and think, oh, we should care. We should care a little bit about um, saving our neighbors, saving, saving our families, things like that. So anyway, sorry for my tangent, but I really do believe that this is important. So my next point is trust the experts. I think right now I'm particularly meaning the scientists, but I think it goes for pretty much anything. Um, we're not experts. None of us are experts in everything. We may be experts in one or two particular things, but none of us are experts on the world, right? So we need to listen to those who are experts in their respective fields. And it was also shocking to me, the people who didn't believe in the science, even though it's pretty black and white most of the time. And I think we just have to have some trust in those who know more than we do. And yeah, that takes some self-reflection, takes some self-awareness, takes some humility. I think that it's doable. I think that we could all use a little bit more of that. And just so you know, Dr. Fauci does know more than you do. So just listen to him. Follow his directions if you don't already. And um, and I think the world would be a little bit better of a place if we all listened to what he said and didn't second guess everything that he said. Like Trump likes to undermine him. So anyway, that is my take on the pandemic and my thoughts on that. But Another thing um, coming out of 2020 that's not really super related, but in the same vein of some advice or some takeaways from the year is that don't waste your time on things or people that don't matter. So this is what I mean. Give deserving people second chances to an extent, okay? Like give people second chances if they really um, deserve it, if they're kind people, if they had a reason for something, you know, give, give them a chance. But really, you don't need to give everybody a chance and you don't have to waste your time. Focus on what's most important to you, especially in your relationships. So for example, this is what I mean personally, is like online dating can wait, right? It's not a necessity in a pandemic. I've had several people, and if you've listened to my past episodes, you've probably heard, I've had people try to meet up with me and I kind of messed around with them and told them I had COVID when I didn't just to see what the reaction would be, and they literally didn't care about getting sick. They were fine with that. So I just think that goes to show how selfish some people are, and people's priorities are also very, very different. If you're dating in a safe way, if you're you know doing outdoor dates or distancing or quarantining or whatever, if you're being careful at all, then fine, great. Um, but I think for me personally, I realized that my priority is not to go out and be dating in a pandemic. I, I personally did not feel comfortable with that. And I think that in the in the spirit of, of helping, you know, cases stay low and not being irresponsible, I was okay with, with not dating. Now, you can obviously have Zoom dates. You can have, you know, you can text people. Like, that's all fine. Like, great. But I just think a lesson that I had to learn was that I should, I really just should not waste my time on people that that don't deserve my time. And the people that are, are trying to meet up unsafely, they do not deserve my time. So I had to to realize that. But it took quite a few people that I talked to and wasted many weeks of my life talking to them to realize that um, it can wait. It really can. So that's my point about online dating. Take it or leave it. 
And lastly, I think that we can just learn and grow from all these challenges. So even though 2020 was pretty much the worst year that I've ever had, it doesn't have to be 100% negative all the time, right? So there were a lot of negatives, but there were also some positives. And I made an Instagram post about this the other day because I was thinking about it. And like... Some good things came out of 2020. This podcast came out of 2020. Um, My fish was on the ground one day when I walked in my room, and he was still alive. So that was a bonus. That was a positive. Um, I got three bonus months with my family when the pandemic started. That would have never happened ever, ever, ever. So you have to kind of find those positives, right, even when everything else seems very bleak. So there is a little bit of optimism to be found Though it's totally understandable to be cautious about the future because uh, 2020 was just so rough that I don't think any of us want to jinx anything for 2021. But I am cautiously optimistic. So here's some things that are looking up for 2021. We have vaccines. I already said it earlier in the podcast, but we have the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine that have been approved. More are coming out too, I think. So we'll see in 2021 what happens. And I am just very, very hopeful that the vaccines will roll out, people will be more immune, and we'll get through this next few rough months uh, as a country and we will be better for it. So I think that um, things are looking up. Obviously with the Biden administration coming in, I'm really optimistic about that. I am not actually doing any New Year's resolutions this year, but I do have some goals that I set for myself, and that would be to be less screen dependent, to continue trying new things. I like trying new foods these days. Um, As a very picky eater, I am trying to be better about it. I'm going to try to be healthier, and the biggest thing is just to not take anything for granted among a lot of other things, but those are the main ones. So I think there's a lot of hope and reason to be excited for 2021. So, thank you for bearing with me through all of that. I know it was a little bit of a rant, but I wanted to kind of go through um, all the highlights and whatever you call the opposite of a highlight um, for 2020. But I wanna give you guys a sneak preview of my upcoming season. So first episode that you will hear, um, or I guess the second episode of season three, but my first guest, is TikTok star Briggs Hurley. Really, really excited for him to come on. Um, He's just such a funny, funny person, and you can just search his TikTok and watch, and you'll get a gist of of what the podcast is going to be like because he's so authentic to himself. It's just a super fun time. Then we have a wide variety of topics for this season. I did listen to you guys when you gave me suggestions, so I tried to take that into account. So we have some episodes that include mental health, physical therapy, entrepreneurship and the arts, and much more. So I don't want to give away everything, but I do have it pretty much planned out. So I'm really proud of that, really excited for that. And as always, if you guys have comments, suggestions, please just DM me, reach out, text me if you have my number. And reviews are really appreciated on iTunes. So if you have the time, if you really enjoyed my podcast, like, please go and give me a review and a nice comment would be nice. And again, thank you guys so, so much for your continued support. I really would not still be doing this podcast at all if I didn't have listeners like you guys. So 
it is really appreciated. It does not go unnoticed, and I'll probably be doing some more giveaways of my merch, or you can go purchase the merch on Redbubble anyway. If you just search on the brink, it should pop up. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, and see you all next week for episode 26.